This is episode 143 of IDRA Class Notes. We give them timely assignments when we are in the professional development time frame, which is usually about four to five months. This is part of our practice. And in order for them to become more effective, they have to share with the community and with us as the presenters. And not everybody, not every single teacher does what they're supposed to do in a timely fashion, but their desire to do so is increased because they know they're working with a, a group of teachers. It's not just them. And they want to be a part of that. Welcome back to IDRA's Class Notes. This is Aurelio Montemayor, and I'm with my colleague, Paula Johnson, PhD2B. We're going to be having a conversation, Paula and I, about IDRA's valuing professional development model. You know, I was going to call it the 21st century, but we've been doing this since the last 35 years, and we were actually in the 21st century and the 20th century. Each keyword is important, valuing professional development model. And so, Paula, first of all, why is it valuing? Our professional development model values the experiences and the diversity of the teachers that we are working with. And we understand that everyone has a unique situation in the classroom, in the campus, and then district-wide, that the one-size-fits-all just does not apply. You know, my experience as a teacher, and I've been a teacher for longer than your grandparents probably, but... <laughs> um, Professional event used to mean that you go to a workshop and they do something to you and then you go back and you use it or don't use it in the classroom. How does that fit into what you're talking about? Our model is entirely separated from the classical approach to professional development. And you're right. The first week of school before the kids get back, you have one day and you go to this training and it's to fix something that is wrong with either you or your your department or your school. And then you are supposed to take what you learn in a six-hour day and apply it into your classroom, in your classroom practice, and it's supposed to miraculously change everything, not without effort, but that's it. You don't hear back from the presenters. There's no one evaluating you on it. It's just supposed to be become part of your everyday practice. Our philosophy is that we have to know what the environment of the campus is like or the particular group of teachers that we're dealing with. And so when we come in, before the professional development even occurs, we find out what the status is, what are their priority issues, what are they trying to work on. So we're not trying to come fix them, we're trying to help them find solution strategies for an area that they want to grow in. So if this is professional development, you're saying that I, the participant, the teacher, as a professional, have experience that you value and opinions that are important? Absolutely. And my perception of my needs is as important as what you want to tell me about the kids and the children that I'll be teaching. Exactly. All of the professional development that we present and with teachers, there's a priority that comes from the group of teachers. There is an ownership because they are saying, this is what I perceive to be an issue. How can you help me? implement a strategy that will improve that area. That sounds constructivist to me. One of the things that I evolved to as a teacher was that I started going and from, let's say, my high school juniors seeing what they were thinking, constructing the class from 
what they were what they, experiencing, exactly. what they were interested in. And so in a sense, you're saying, you teachers, what you're experiencing, who you are, is very important. We will construct your development around, around that. that. Because we can't assume what's going on in the classroom coming in with a preconceived you know, set of strategies that they might already be doing effectively. So that might not work, or, or they're sitting through a workshop, a one or two day workshop, not learning anything new, not receiving any kind of new information because it's already been done. So we have to find out what it is that would make a transformative change that would affect teacher instructional practice and student learning. We want What's to transformative? Transformative is the whole idea of change and evolution, that if something is not working, you don't keep doing the same thing. It has to be renewed. Something is not quite working, and when you add something to it, it's not necessarily the caterpillar turning into this fabulous butterfly. That can occur. But there's but a it, major it, shift. It's a there's, shift of yes. thinking. It's a yeah. shift of perspective. But it's also that shift of ownership. I always come back to that, and I hate to say buy-in. I never say, well, you have to get teachers buy-in. No, you need them to own it because then they will care about it and want it to be effective. So that at the end, and that's another thing that is different for us, is one, we don't leave them after days one and two. There's an ongoing collaboration between virtual and on-site coaching and mentoring, but it always ends in some type of evaluation. We do contextual analysis at the beginning where we go visit campuses, have those conversations, do classroom observations. That's our data. That's our evidence of what is occurring currently. Uh And at the very end, we do another post-contextual analysis to find out how well did it work? How do you feel about it? Reflective feedback from the teachers to find out what the highs and the lows were and what they would have changed. How do you view the relationship of the teachers with each other? Our goal is to build a professional community of learners. So PLCs, I know, is a hot topic, but we truly are a professional professional learning learning community. community. We need a community of practice, a community of educators that are supporting one another. So not only do we provide online support, they can call us, they can email us. We want them talking to each other because the goal is sustainability, We don't want to have to do the same professional development, and we wouldn't do the same, but we don't want to have to provide professional development for the next 10 years. We want to build a community of practice where they can learn to identify their issues, create an action plan that can address those needs, and then implement the program and evaluate it themselves. So it's a professional learning community, it's a community of practice, and some people say those are two different things, but they're all combined. It's a group of adults that happen to be teachers in one building, and they're supporting each other. What other kinds of ongoing support do you give them? Well, we use in our Accelerated Teacher Certification Program, we use a Ning platform for a teacher network. What's Ning? The Ning is the name, like a Google. So the Ning is an online website. It's hosted by Ning, controlled by us. It's a private network of teachers who are in our certification programs. And we deliver content professional development, and we have ongoing conversations. So you use the the site, first of all, to do further instruction, and others will be given more content. Yes, we have a hybrid model. What else happens on that site? Oh, our teachers are asked to share their experiences. At this point, we have teachers from several locations that they are asked to try a strategy in their classroom, implement a strategy in their classroom that we have done in our Mm face-to-face sessions. 
They implemented the classroom and they either take pictures or take video of themselves doing this implementation and they post it to the website with their own reflection. And then their classmates, quote unquote, their classmates are asked to reflect and respond. But this is a private site. It's not like it's a Facebook. Private, no, yeah, okay, you can't, so, you can't yeah. get in without good, an invitation. Good, good. <laughs> so every, it's a very safe space. And they're very honest when they say, well, you know, I thought that this went really well, but this strategy I tried kind of bombed. Did anyone else try it? What were your experiences? And so you have this group of teachers and they're across Texas. We have four different sites in Texas, mm-hmm. four different cities. And so people in North Texas are talking to people from South Texas and here in San Antonio that are from all sorts and of districts. And peers give each other feedback on what they see. They're letting each other know, hey, mm-hmm. good job on that. I want to try that. And maybe if I could do it that way, it would work a little bit better because when I did it, it didn't go so well. So it's really nice to see them being so very transparent. So it's clearly a community of practice. They're saying, I'm using this in the classroom. How are you using it? Look at exactly. what I'm doing, stuff like that. And another great piece about that is that they're, they're not content they're similar in that they're doing alternative certification, but they're not all being certified in the same areas. Some are being certified in ESL, some are being in math, some are in science, some are ELA and social studies. So you've got cross collaboration going on that's interdisciplinary as well. So it's not just this didn't work in my math classroom. This didn't work with my students. How did it work in your classroom, irregardless of the content? You know, one of the things that you said earlier that was very important in terms of professional development and the way IDRA delivers it is that there has to be ongoing support and follow-up and feedback. Because cost and time is a factor, to go back to a site periodically is labor-intensive and costly. Mm-hmm. So then technology is allowing you to do something that is important and counts as follow-up, right? Oh, absolutely. Teachers want to know that they haven't been left alone in the dark to try something that they've never experienced before. But you don't, you don't have teachers. to be physically present don't in the classroom. You don't have to be physically. In, in this day and age, the Internet allows us to virtually be on campus. I've had teachers use either a Google Hangout or a Skype or we can do all sorts of webinars, but we also have... So it's um, real-time video conferencing. Yes, or, or FaceTime with the mm-hmm. iPads or Apple products. And so we can literally watch a classroom and do an observation from hundreds of miles away and then sit and talk with the teacher. We can give them an evaluation right then and there. So it's immediate feedback. And again, the, the way we do that reflective debrief We use a a corporate coaching type model where we coach them through what did you see? What did you notice? What were your goals? When you say corporate, we have a protocol. It's an established set of questions that we ask. Yes. And they already know those are the questions that we asked. Okay. Rather than saying, this is what I saw, Mm -hmm. we take the approach of what did you think about that classroom demonstration that you just gave? So it's not an accusatory situation. We are trying to get them to do personal reflection. Right, because it's not us posing as the almighty expert right. no, at all. We're not evaluators. But most simply we're facilitating the thinking. Right. We are, but what's important is that the critical thinking happens. Exactly. Because the, the biggest thing about our role in all of this is that we state up front, we are not your evaluators. We are not judging you. I have no say in their PDAS, their evaluation at the end of the year. I am simply trying to evaluate how well the strategies are being implemented and how I can help them be more effective in that. You know, one of the challenges we see everywhere is, on the one hand, you see the potential in the online communication and forming communities online. 
On the other hand, it's not easy to get people to participate online. In other words, the intention is there, but life intrudes. How is it that you've been able to sustain the connection online? We give them, first of all, timely assignments when we are in the professional development time frame, Mm -hmm. which is usually about four to five months. And the expectation is set at the very beginning that this is part of our practice. And in order for them to become more effective, they have to share with the community and with us as the presenters. There's a motivation, but it's intrinsic. And not everybody, not every single teacher does what they're supposed to do in a timely fashion, but their desire to do so is increased because they know they're working with a a group of teachers. It's not just them. And they want to be a part of that because they see how supportive and effective it is to their own personal practice. Rather than being a teacher alone in a classroom with no one else on their campus experiencing this professional development, this is their go-to. This is how they find their support. That's really good. So going back, the valuing means that you consider the teacher as learner, and it's learner-centered in terms of the teacher being Mm -hmm. the learner. That person's experience is important. That person's perception of needs is important. And then there's also the building of community, that teachers aren't isolated, that they have peers that are interested in the same things, and they're learning from each other. The other thing is that it's ongoing. It's not just a Mm one-shot. But you can keep it ongoing in a fairly economic way because you're using technology. Yes. What would you like to add to all this, or what's something about this that you think is important? I think one of the most crucial pieces of our model is the fact that our model allows teachers to feel like they are not alone, that they are not the unique variable in this huge equation that is teaching, and that there are other people who are going through the same thing, the highs and the lows they're able to share. So if somebody wants IDRA to consider professional development with them or their school, who should they contact or how should they work? They can go to, well, they can email support at the IDRA website, and we have some descriptions of our professional development, but they can always just call, and any one of our associates can talk them through the the process. Thank you, Paula, and good luck on your PhD work. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.